0: Tony Kent, wouldn't that be the truth, man? How do you think we'd go with 32 people in there?
1: Oh, I think we'd fit. As long as you guys weren't um, sitting anywhere near me, you'd be <laughs> fine.
0: <laughs> we'd be hanging
1: out of the windows, just a
0: bit like the crowd was on the weekend, eh? Oh,
1: it was absolutely superb, effort-wise. Um, you know, to bounce back like they did against Brisbane, I think that's what was on everyone's lips, was, was whether or not uh, this was a flash pain, pan. But, you know, the, the whole game you set against them because they had a couple of misses, and Sean Johnson pulls out. Um, and then, you, as you saw during the game, Corey Harris gets knocked out, and they go on and turn around a performance like that. It was just absolutely superb.
0: Hey, we know Isaac Luke is off contract at the end of the season, so this is what they call a contract year for him. At what point do you think Stephen Kearney's seen enough to try and re up, or does he need to see more?
1: Oh, look, I, I think they'll leave it as late as possible. Um, you got to remember they've got Nathaniel Rage there that they had sort of penciled in for number one and they'd want to see how he's coming back from his injury so he's um, playing some really good football he looks like he's back to his 2014 type form and um, you know like you said in the paper just yesterday it's probably his last big contract so I hope he gets it Would you uh, start Sean
0: Johnson even if you're doubtful about his fitness against the Storm or do you leave Mason Leno in there?
1: I think the benefit of it is that you can, you can if he's carrying an abductor injury, um, and I have, I've had one of those myself, they, they take a while to get over, they're really niggly. And, you know, if he is carrying that niggly injury, then probably, you know, what Stephen Cuny has is the uh, confidence that he can start Mason Leno in his place. And, and as we saw in the last two games that he's, he's played, he's, he's played really well. So, depth wise, has always been the question, but, geez, Mason Leno's playing well. I, I reckon, his, you know, his league speed's been outstanding and just the way that he's grown in the, in the off-season. Um, the good thing about Mason Leno, if they, the Warriors don't give him an upgrade, there'll be other clubs in the competition that want him.
0: Yeah, you talk about this game on Wednesday. The upside for Steve Kearney here is if he wanted to maybe just keep it easy with Sean Johnson, Tony, is they won't have a game for, I think, another 10 days after that. I mean, do you think this is a genuine conundrum for him as a coach?
1: Uh, no, not necessarily. I actually don't think Sean Gunson will play. Um, you know, I, I dealt with a Toru Harris after the head injury will play. Um, they'll give, I guess, Toru every chance. But if if Sean's carrying an injury, you know, and, and you're going, you're going pretty well with Mason Leno in there, then it's an opportunity to get Sean right. You know, that, that article that Chris Ralton used to say. It's just really a spirit, you know. Sean Johnson, um, he's been playing superb football, and and arguably the best player last year. Um, but to have backup like Mason Leno you know, playing the way he is, it's just it gives Stephen Keating, um confidence. You know, when you've got players sitting on the sideline that are decent footballers, you know we haven't seen Jared Beal play yet. Um, you know, the depth and depth that we're talking about, it seems to be it seems to be okay and. You know, they beat the one team on the weekend um, where they, they never had any to with all the stats against them. But the effort was just outstanding. I think from 1 to 17, you can say that uh, the club's really bought into it.
0: Now, you sit there, of course, and, and you look at these games as a former coach, Tony, and... Uh Paul McGregor, coach of the Dragons, was a little unsure as to the Warriors' defensive tactics. He thought perhaps they were giving away penalties deliberately. Uh, Steve Cooney said, no, that's not the case. We didn't go in with any preconceived ideas. As a former coach, what was your take on what the Warriors did defensively? Well,
1: I thought that was good. I think that's what they've built the season on so far. Um, Paul McGregor's just, you know, uh, sent a little bit of a failed shot across the the bow, or Kearney, but you know, you could send it, that, that shot at, uh, across the other 15 clubs if you wanted, because they're all mucking around with a playable, especially on their try line, um, to set up the, the defensive line. And you know, you, you can get away with it. Melbourne's been doing it for years without being pink, but that's why I say the Warriors had every right to lose that game. They, they got hammered in the penalty count, yet, when every effort was needed to to repel the St. George side on their try line, um, they came out with some superb tackles, you know, none better than I Blue just before half time in that in that left hand corner, so um i just i you know I just think if McGregor really wants to have a crack, you've gotta be careful when you're saying that that type of stuff because if you put the referees and the referees bosses on notice that that's what you think people are doing, then they actually start looking at your team too, so I just thought he was he was just having a snotty remark against Kearney.
0: Tony Kemp with us a part of the Radio Sport Commentary team hey two weeks ago Tony you and I called that game between the Storm and the Tigers and you said at the time that the Storm won't go anywhere with Brody Croft playing seven they've dropped him to reserve grade since then they've had two very good wins including a great performance against the Broncos do you think they've rediscovered their mojo just in time for the Warriors game? Hello a little blustery have you got me there Tony?
1: Yeah look I, I just I think that um they were always gonna come back, Melbourne, weren't they? You know, you when you got the likes of Billy Slater and Kevin Smith on your side, um they're gonna get their they're gonna get team up. And for me it was really interesting, Kent after that game that we we called, um Cam Smith caught just came out and called his called his team out and said, you know, to win games we need to play a lot better than what we did tonight and players need to do their job. So I think uh, what we've seen in the last two weeks is the old Melbourne Billy Slater's back to his best. Um, and it's going to be a, a typical Anzac clash, you know. They, they built that Anzac clash over in Melbourne on the back of the AFL. Um, and I remember uh, seeing a story about how Melbourne uh, have really built their perception of that game and how the Warriors have, have really bought into it. So I think from a local Derby perspective, there's none better than an Anzac clash with Melbourne, and it's going to be a real cracker.
0: Yeah, to me, it's it's the game of the round for sure, Tony. Just one final thought, too, on on the way in which the Storm may attack the Warriors. With Will Chambers back on that right-hand edge, is that where you could possibly find a weakness and, and a chink in the Warriors' armour, the Warriors' left defensive side?
1: Look, I'm... I'm uh, well, I hope they do. I think... I think what we've got with uh, Anthony Gallin out there on our on our uh, left edge is a real unknown. You know, he really handled um, Aiken on the weekend well. He put, he got him out a couple of times. You know, Aiken he scored a couple of tries just be, by being given the ball and taking a one on one against a centre and going through him. And Anthony Gallen uh, absolutely beasted him. And then when he got the ball, jumping off that left foot and scored that try. You know, I think I, th- I think he's a real unknown quantity in the, in the competition this year. So. Yeah, it'd be a real good matchup that one uh, on the week. I'm sure, I'm sure uh, Stephen will make sure that he knows. You know, up against all Chambers, arguably the best centre in the competition, he needs to be up for it. But, but for me, the, the game will really be run in the middle of the park, especially in Melbourne. It always has been. You know, when I, I remember going there and with our team when Kemper was playing, and you know they just bash each other in the middle of the park, and that's what I'm looking forward to to see who sets the who sets the standard and which team can come over the top.
0: All right, you set the standard, man. What's your score on the Kempometer?
1: Well, on the night we were expecting the Warriors come back with a big fight, and they were sublime. I'm going to give them a nine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we should, we should call Tony Kim, aka Buster Rhymes.